love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. and everything in between this is love lust and badass soul the best adult podcast in all of the land you got your boy ceo hayes here as well as the the glorious the 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 beautiful one the one who has the market cornered on sexy voices we call her the audio viagra miss aj badass jones is in the building what's going on aj not too you know i like these weekly hype ups like they're just getting better and better each episode i never know what to expect from you and it just it's fabulous absolute fabulousness fabulousness it's all, it's all true it's all true and i never know what i'm gonna say either like I, I literally every time i press record i start thinking like what am i gonna say and i just let it come out so there it goes you're fantastic you got the sauce my daughter <laughs> says you got the boots. very nice very nice how are you how was your weekend how was your long weekend long weekend was good um Went back to St. Louis, got some stuff done with the family. My mom went off on me. Um, so, yeah, it was it was oh, good overall. Why'd your mom go off on you? So, listen, I'm, I'm going to set the scene. It was Saturday or was it Friday night? I can't, I think it was late Saturday night. I, I get hungry and um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make some popcorn. I said, Mom, are you hungry? And uh, she was like, well, I'm going to make some pasta. I'm like, Mom, it's too late for pasta. And I, I don't want any pasta. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm just going to make some popcorn. It's, it's not a big deal. No, I think I'm going to make some pasta. So I said, Mom, well, you know, your doctor says you need to you need to chill. You shouldn't be up like moving. She says, I don't give a fuck about what you saying. I don't give a fuck about what the doctor's saying. I don't give a fuck about that popcorn. I'm about to make some goddamn pasta. And then my daughter, Alana, she she's sitting there the whole time and she looks at me and she's like, I, I think Nona, they call my mom Nona. I think Nona really just wants some pasta. So I started cracking up. It was hilarious. <laughs> I love your mom. Oh, my God. Your mom is so unruly. I love her. I absolutely love her because she knows herself and she just doesn't give a shit. Like she's earned her knocks, her stripes, her like she just doesn't even care what she wants is what she wants. And she's going to have what she wants. Big up Mama Hayes. Love you. I yeah, love you. She's a hot man. She doesn't. She, and so and then the next morning, Sunday morning, she's like, um, She's. She, I, I was gonna make breakfast. I'm like, Mom, well, I'm gonna make breakfast. Um, the kids are hungry, and she was like, Well, make them some chicken and waffles. I'm like, I don't want the kids having fried chicken this early in the morning. And she looked at me again. She says, <laughs> <laughs> "You're a glutton for punishment." That's what it is. I just like stirring her up. Like I, I literally am gonna do anything she asks me to. When I get to doing that shit, is because I know she's gonna get pissed off and frustrated at me. <laughs> she's like, "Boy, if you don't make them goddamn chicken and waffles." <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> I still never meeting her. Like never in my life. But I love your mom. I, your mom is so fucking dope. It's not even funny. <sighs> she's dope. <laughs> and I'm going to the chicken waffles for breakfast. She's fabulous. Good lord. Yeah, she's she's a hot mess. She's crazy. Uh, that's my mama. But how was how how was your long weekend? 
Um, it was it was good. I had a, a rendezvous for the weekend, which was nice, just a bit of a getaway and yeah, just chilled. It was it was nice. And the weather is so beautiful. Like I feel like I'm flourishing. Like, you know when you plant something and you're looking at it and you're waiting for it to like sprout and grow and then one day you turn around and it's just like big and bushy and beautiful and fabulous? Mm-hmm. That is how I feel with this weather right now. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I had a really great weekend. Okay, I have <laughs> to ask this question. And me and you have never talked. Well, at least I don't remember if you ever told me if you do this or not. But over or under 10 times during the summer, are you in the backyard naked sunbathing? Okay, so I'm going to tell you a funny story. <laughs> Why would you of all people ask me this question? Okay, so when when we first moved to this house, um, I used to sunbathe in the backyard naked regularly until I realized that my neighbor was watching me and I don't know why it just never dawned on me so um my schedule was so that I I was able to be home like in the middle of the day um so when the sun was really like high in the sky say like noon 12 30 or so I would go out in the back I would lay um a towel down in the grassy area I would eye up my skin with coconut oil and I would lay down in the sun and, and bronze up myself. And um, <laughs> my the man I was with at the time, this is after the, the kids and I, their dad were separated and what have you. But the man that I was with at the time, at the time, he's like, do you ever consider the fact that your neighbor is watching him? Like, why would you say something so gross and creepy? He's like, the next time you're outside in the backyard, just look up to your left. Just do it subtly, but look up to the left. And CJ, sure enough, when I looked up, I could see someone peeking out through their blinds. And I thought, okay, maybe it was just like a one-off. But the next day when I did it, it was the same thing. So I don't know if he just kind of timed it or he just kind of like looked out periodically to see if I was there. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was doing some kind of rub and tug in his room while he was looking at me. And after that, yeah, I just didn't do it anymore. So now if I sunbathe, like it has to be somewhere where I know that, you know, it's relatively safe safe and creep-free as much as I'm a creep. (laughs) But you like being watched. So that that surprises me that that even was like bothered you at all, because I know you like being watched. You know what? I do. But this is my thing about it. So my neighbor's a white guy and he has this weird obsession with Jamaicans. So in his garage, he's got like a Jamaica flag. This man's like a white Italian dude, like white, white. So in his garage, he has like a Jamaican flag tattooed. And, you know, then it would be things like I'm outside in the backyard barbecue. And he's like, oh, yeah, I met the jerk chicken. But it doesn't sound like the way that I say it. It sounds like when someone's trying to like fake the funk and put on a Jamaican accent. And I'm like, Regin, <laughs> like what? And and he's married. He's married. So that like I have no problem with that. But don't like bring talk to me. Don't bring no conversation to me. Don't ask me for nothing. You know, and I remember one time like his wife was outside and, and he made some kind of reference to, oh, you know, you should you sh-, he calls me Eva. He's like, you should you should cook like the way that Eva cooks. And I'm looking, I'm like, don't say that you're going to embarrass your wife kind of thing like them kind of weird. I'm not I'm not. No, I don't. I don't like that. Like you want to be a creep and watch me do it quietly. You want to be a voyeur and watch me do it quietly. Don't bring talks to me no time when a day after that simple well damn um shout out to aj's neighbor um (laughs) (laughs) yo as i'm thinking about it could you imagine this man has pictures of me oh that is hilarious hello I'm CEO Hayes, host of The Awakened Soul. You may be asking, what is The Awakened Soul? Well, The Awakened Soul isn't your normal podcast. The Awakened Soul is an audio experience. And what we do over at The Awakened Soul, yeah, we talk about movies, music, TV, pop culture, politics, news, 
but we talk about how it directly affects and reflects our people in our culture. We like to talk about things in a way that's going to provoke thought and conversation. So yeah, come for the music, stay for the conversation. But more importantly, if you like listening to something that's going to make you think, if you like listening to content, it's going to make you really sit down and reflect on what's going on in, in our society, in our culture. Check out The Awakened Soul. I'll be there waiting on you. The Awakened Soul, the audio experience. Let's go ahead and get into our discussion topic for today. You texted me an amazing topic today. Do you want to go ahead and tell the people what it is so we can talk about it? Yeah. So I'm going to read a quick scenario and then um, we can have a conversation about it. So it basically is a man and a woman go on a date. And at the end of the night, they're kissing and things start to get hot and heavy. She agrees to go back to his place and things progress from there. And now he's pushing to have sex with her. She says no, but they can fool around. This is what she agrees to. So he says, cool, no problem. So they continue kissing and groping and petting and, you know, doing all that sort of stuff. And he continues to press the issue about having sex with her until she eventually gives in. He pleases her. She has multiple orgasms. And when he feels that she's fully satisfied, he then comes. He wants to lay and talk with her after everything is said and done. And he asks her to spend the night, but she refuses. He asks to drive her home and she also refuses. She goes to the bathroom, cleans herself up, collects her things and calls an Uber. He asks her if everything is okay, and she says yes. He asks when he can see her again, and she says she'll call him. So he doesn't want to press her because he really likes her, and so he decides to give her space and just wait. A week goes by, and he doesn't hear from her, so he calls her. And she says to him, I don't want to talk to you because you coerced me into sex. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Um, You too, because I, yeah, my feelings on this are just, uh, So, um... I mean, I, I like I said before, we we only awakened. So we talked about something. It was called consensual rape, and it was based off a video that someone explained the situation very much so like this. So I I kind of understand in someone being pressured into sex while maybe that they may go home and think about it, and the next day they may be like, you know what, I really just if they pressured me into sex this early, maybe it's not someone I want to keep talking to. So I can understand it from that um, aspect, but I. I, this this is one of those difficult things because it's like at the same time like for you to enjoy sex and and this is this is where i i, I want to make a clear distinction between the the scenario that i gave before and what i'm about to say and th- and th- there's this thing of um people I, I feel like a lot of times are so maybe embarrassed by Maybe mm-hmm. having sex so quickly or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, letting someone into that side of them early on that the way that they deal with that embarrassment or something or shame that they feel just within themselves, they put they project that on the other person. And that may be what yeah. this situation is. And I think that that's wrong as well. Like, just enjoy sex. Like, regardless, I, and I'm one of those people, I, I can understand if you want to wait three months to have sex. I can understand if you have sex the very first time you meet someone. I'm not going to judge you for it. That's that's between you and the person. But if that's what you are going to do, then own it in something that in the fact that that's a decision that you made. Don't blame someone else after the fact for a decision that you made, even if you regret the decision. And it should be fine if if you did regret having sex that early to then roll it back and say, look, I know we already had sex, but I really would like to wait uh, before we experience that again, before we open that door again. Not to say it was bad, not to say I don't like you, but just for me, maybe it's something that I don't want to do right now. I can understand that aspect as well. Just don't project those feelings and vilify that other person because of it. What do you think, AJ? 
I, I absolutely agree with you. And to use a term like coercion, like that's serious. Like that's that's an accusation of, of rape, essentially. My whole thing is, you know, if you're out on a date with a person and, and you're kissing and things are hot and heavy and what have you, the person asks you to come back to their place and they don't live with their mama and they don't have a roommate and you're going there to be alone with the person. Like, like what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? Even if it doesn't lead to sex, you know, like there's some level of intimacy that's going to happen. And at the end of the day, we are adults and, and there's a level of accountability that people need to have for their own personal actions. You can't lay with the man and, you know, have him please you and, and you're coming and, and calling out his name and, and having orgasm after orgasm and everything is cool. But like you said, but then because you feel like, oh, well, maybe he's going to think I'm a hoe or, you know, maybe you went too fast or this isn't what I wanted to do on the first date. Now you want to try to turn it around and say, okay, well, I'm going to put that responsibility solely on you to say that you coerced me. Because at the end of the day, at any point in time, you could have gone up and left. Now, let's not confuse this with somebody who actually feels threatened and they're laying there with the person on top of them doing what they need to do and they're hurrying and, and praying and waiting for the person to get up so they can grab their thing and leave. They're two very different things. That is not a person who's enjoying it. That is not a person who is actively engaged. That is not a person who's actively involved. It's not the same thing. People are confused. I think people are confusing the two situations. You know, you have a lot of women and men too, but you have primarily women who they want to get into relationships and they feel like, okay, it's one of two things. If I, if I wait and give him some, if I wait to give him some, maybe he'll meet somebody else. So maybe I should just give it to him now so he knows what it's like and then slow things down after. Or I want to give him some, but I don't want him to think that I'm a hoe. Or I want to use enough time for things to kind of work out. You never know how any situation is going to work out. You just don't, you know? My aunt and uncle met and got married within three months and they've been together for 53 years. And I know people who have waited a year to have sex and they're getting divorced a year later, you know? There, there's nothing that dictates or determines how having sex with somebody is going to factor into a relationship working out or not working out. If you're there for the enjoyment and you like the person and that was your intention, you know, after, you know, being licked on and sucked on and everything else and you're having sex with feeling, have sex with the person without you. Don't try to turn it into something that it's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that part wholeheartedly. It, it, like I said, it's... And no one should feel ashamed of whatever decisions they make. Like if you do something that even that you kind of regret after the fact, then make the proper adjustments going forward. But like, just don't don't vilify somebody else for it. And my, my thing is, once you ride the dick, you can't like you can't blame the other person. Once you actively sit on top of it and you ride it, that that's I'm sorry. That was a joke. But yeah. No, but but you're right, though. Like, I mean, when you think about those things, like, you can't be in the moment enjoying the sex. And like I said, having orgasm after orgasm and sucking dick and he's eating your pussy and you guys are kissing and, and all this, like, fantastic fluid is floating around. And then after everything is said and done, you have this moment of, of realization that, oh, well, maybe that was too quick. Or, you know, if he hadn't pressed me for it, I wouldn't have done that. You could have. It just it, it doesn't make any sense. Like you said, don't vilify the person. If you if you hopped on the dick and you didn't fall off. And you're and you're in the moment enjoying it. Be a big person and just own that. Like you said, have the discussion with the person after to even just say, you know, I didn't want things to move so fast, so fast or whatever the case may be. Maybe we should slow things down and, you know, wait and get to know each other a little bit better or whatever. But don't make it seem like he came and took something from you that you didn't want to give. Don't confuse those two things. I think and, and I know that there's a, a fine line, but I know we talked about this once before about the, the mixed signals that 
especially women put out um, about whether they want the person or want the person to proceed aggressively or not aggressively. Or, you know, sometimes you think you should go in for the kiss and then she kind of stops you because she wants you to try a little bit hard. Like all that bullshit. Don't do that. Don't because that's how you get yourself into hot water. And that's how you get people, other people into hot water. Whatever it is, say it clearly. Whatever your intention is, say it clearly. Whatever your needs and wants are and desires are, say it clearly. Even if in the moment you're like, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've had some. He's a really great guy. I'm really enjoying this. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't mean after the fact that you still can't have that conversation to say, you know what, I really want to get to know you on a deeper level. Let's slow things down. It doesn't make you a whore. It doesn't make you a bad person because you've had sex on the first date. Take that part of it out of your brain. If you went into it for the enjoyment, just enjoy it. Don't make it an unnecessary, ugly situation when it doesn't have to be. Well, I mean, I have nothing left to add. You hit the nail on the head there. That That's it. I feel like that one's done. Anything you got left to say on that topic? Mm-mm, I'm good. good? <laughs> um, I think we're going to get some sort of a backlash. And I know you and I talk about this all the time, but I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, and you know what? Like I said uh, to you when we, when we were texting about it, like any this whole thing now that everyone, not everyone, that a lot of people have of being they're, they're They're so fragile in the sense that they feel like any opinion other than theirs is somehow an attack on their opinion. Like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Like everyone can have their own opinion. It's and and it not necessarily lessen your own opinion or attack your own opinion. Like everyone's has the right to to form their own opinion based off the, the circumstances. If you and I and the thing is is that for those people who like hear a, a, a different opinion or a very opinion and get offended, you're really the one who who has the issue. You're really the one that's causing the problem because you can't take someone else's opinion. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I hate that shit. I get that shit on the awakening so all the time with Bello. And, you know, Andrew Bello's my guy. And they'll be like, well, I can't believe you had him on there. He was saying that. Well, guess what? I had him on there because his opinion was just, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Rant from Hayes. No. <laughs> you got a soul clap from me. Definitely. It's true. I thought those were your cheeks kept clapping. I was getting happy there for really? you. We're not, we're not twerking nothing over here. Could we, could we behave? <laughs> you know that's never happening, right? <laughs> like, there's never going to be a twerk spell. I can't wait till we go live, like we do our live show and try to tell, listen to me, man. I'm going to have some girls come up on stage and twerk something for you. We're going to have like the, the, the love, lust, and badass soul twerkers. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, because we're going to have like hundreds of people. I, I'm calling right now our first live show, 200 people at the minimum. And once I get these people to start chanting twerk something and you don't twerk, you're not going to let down 200 fans. You're not going to do it. Absolutely. I, listen to me. Unless they got some money to throw on the stage for me. No, no, we're not twerking nothing. Nope. <laughs> well, are you ready to get into the questions for the week, AJ? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and you know, our first question, we'll get right into this. Our our first question is uh <laughs> and I wasn't actually gonna ask this one, but fuck it. When will the LLBAS have a live show? When is gonna be our first live show? AJ, would you like to tell the people when we're planning to have our first live show? Um, I think we're doing it in the, the fall, the fall months of this year. Um, so at some point we're going to do a poll to find out where people are located so we can figure out which city or possibly cities, um, we're going to be hosting a live in. I am, I am trying to push Hayes to say that we should do at least a three city tour and just kind of get it all in because I feel like we would be jilting our listeners and, and, you know, not, not doing right by them if we don't do at least three cities minimum. So that's what I'm for. I'm open to it. The, the the support from the listeners has to be there. Um, I think we can definitely pull it off. And we're doing it in the fall specifically so the panties can fall. That's why we're doing it. 
<laughs> but yeah i mean so it, it's definitely in the works we're gonna we're gonna set a firm date here shortly um like i said we'll probably get the poll up soon too and just see what the listeners say about it but i'm all down uh, wherever whatever the listeners want i'm down to do just please all i can ask is look women you have to have your feet out and you also have to have some form and shade of red on and oh, other boy. than that i don't care and just know, and I'm going to say this from my end of it, there will be security in the building. Please don't come acting crazy because I don't want to have to have nobody get chucked out of the venue. Please. And outside of that, we may have like a couple of surprises for you, like a weekend raffle date with A's. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> or a weekend raffle date with AJ where she can no, put those wonderful I'm- hands on you because AJ's massages are to die for. Oh, and the nails in the back? Oh, Lord. See, look, you, you see, you just took it. I was, I started at, I was at a five. You took it all the way up to an eleven, right there with that. Let's, let's go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm all about satisfaction guaranteed. So, you know, if someone is fortunate enough to uh, win a, an evening with me, then yeah, we will, we will do the, the massage with the nails and you know, have some good conversation, have some wine. Okay, we're going way left with this. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, the next. next. The next question is, CJ, why do you like thicker women? I mean, I like I like women of all shapes, sizes, and creeds. Um, but there's like it's not necessarily thick. I just I love thighs and I love like those nice big, juicy. Mm-hmm. Just especially mm-hmm. like when you like freshly oil or lotion up, and they got that little. Sh- Listen here, let me stop right there. <laughs> you know what's really funny? You made this noise when you said juicy. Say juicy again. Juicy. Mm-hmm. Your, your voice dips a little bit right at the end of the Y. Like, it's sweeting your palate when time you say it. Hey, hey. <laughs> yep. Whatever. They say thick, thick thighs save lives. Absolutely. Thick thighs saves lives. You know what? You can't, you can't wrap a skinny chick's legs around your ears like ear muffins. See, that's and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, and I need that. Like, I, I, need, I need that. So... Yeah, like if, I, if I'm in between your thighs with my face and I don't feel the the thigh touch up against my beard at least a little bit, I'm stopping. I gotta go home. You gotta get a, like a little bit of that suction happening. That's that thick thigh suction. Hey, boy! <laughs> my wow, wow. <laughs> the next question is for you, AJ. AJ, have you ever took it too far in the bedroom and left a man traumatized? Well, obviously, have you listened to the mystical vampire <laughs> pussy episode? But go ahead, AJ. Yo, to say that I left somebody traumatized, that's like, that's not nice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really nice girl in the bedroom. I make sure that you have really great, memorable experiences, you know? Um, have I traumatized anybody? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so I, oh boy. One experience, um, he had agreed to let me tie him down, but in such a way that if he wanted to get loose with enough wiggling, he could. And um, I used a ruler and I and I beat his his peen until it was hard. And I don't think he hated it because he didn't really ask me to stop. But I think he was a little bit. <laughs> I think he was a little bit scared <laughs> because he wasn't sure how far I was going to take it. And because he didn't know what I was going to do, we hadn't discussed a safe word. But when I saw him kind of like sit up a little bit, like, you know, I, I, I stopped. I slowed it up. I mean, afterwards, he told me I could never do that again. So I, I don't know if that qualifies as trauma. 
But, but I compensated him generously. <sighs> Have you ever tied a man up and pegged him? No, I've never had to tie anyone. They just take it willingly. Okay, oh, wow. we're going to move on. That That's way too much. Oh, wait, why? <laughs> I've, I've been asked. Like, it's, it's not like I just only suggested or convinced individuals to give into, you know, my way or, you know, that I convinced them to, to see things, you know, from my perspective. I've had people ask me to do that to them. I, it may sound shocking, but yeah, like I've had... I remember one individual, like we weren't even fucking, like we weren't dating, we weren't fucking, we weren't nothing, like we were cool and we were kind of in the realm of, of liking each other and, and, excuse me, getting to know one another. And I remember I was at his house, I slept over and um, we were chilling, we were drinking, we were smoking and just kind of chilling or whatever. And just out of the blue, CJ, this man said to me, you know what I would love for you to do to me? And I'm like, no. In my mind, I'm thinking like, suck your dick, sit on your face, like just regular shit. And he's like, I would like for you to peg me. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. He's like, I'd like for you to put a strap on and penetrate me. And I'm like, penetrate you like with a dick? And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your introduction into pegging? Listen to me. <laughs> what? Yes. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I'm like, but why? He's like, because I feel like you would be really good at it. And I would love to see you like just in that kind of position. And, and besides that, like I would enjoy it. I'm like, yo. For real? Listen to me, man. After that, you couldn't tell me nothing, eh? <laughs> I was like, I thought this man, and not to say, like, I just thought he had, like, sh- like regular, everyday, regular, everyday desires. Like, I would have been less shocked if he had said to me, like, I want you to, like, use a belt and beat me. I would have been less shocked. For this man to tell me he would like for me to put a strap on and fuck him? Yo, you couldn't tell me nothing after that, eh? You couldn't tell me nothing about myself after that. Me. You could never tell me. So now I just gently suggest certain things or when things are happening, I'll initiate certain things. And then just, you know, so this is where the coercion comes in. And then I will convince you gently that you like it until you just like it. Wow. Yeah. AJ. It's so what what i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do jen i think you have poindexter traumatized like whenever you guys meet in person i think he's gonna he's gonna hold on to his belt loops (laughs) i feel so bad for him i was like i know he's gonna see me and wave from across the room this man is not gonna come within 10 feet of me He's going to be like, that's AJ, and he will wave from wherever he's standing, and I know this man is going to make a wide breath of me no matter where I am in the room. Oh, my God. I keep trying to convince him that he'll like it. He's like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Y'all just don't know what you're missing. Ugh. Oh, man. You, yeah. Come on now. That That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Oh, man. So the next question isn't about either one of us specifically. The next question, I, I, and I think we've briefly touched on this before, but maybe it was on The Awakened Soul, but is it possible to remain friends with an ex? What do you think? Honestly, it really just depends. I mean, there are a lot of contributing factors. I think it depends on the manner in which your relationship with that individual ended. Um, if it was amicable, then yeah, you can continue. Because I, I have people that I am friends with that were former lovers, partners, boyfriends, whatever the case may be. Uh, and then there are other individuals that I would probably spit in their face if I ever seen them like in real life. Um, but I, I think, I think, yes, it, it just depends on the manner in which that relationship with that individual ended. 
Okay. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's possible. I, I think that it's a couple of factors that are important that you, A, you both would have to be into the friendship strictly to be friends. I think a lot of people remain friends with exes for the hope that someday they can work themselves back in. And that's an issue. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I absolutely think you can remain friends with exes. You know, it takes a level of maturity, of course. It also, like you said, it, it depends on how much hurt uh, was in the relationship. If it wasn't much, if you guys just, hey, we just couldn't be together then i mean so be it. you know me and toya are still friends to this day now we get on each other's fucking nerves from time to time but i mean it's possible and it's funny that that question was asked because i i was debating or contemplating asking this question but it kind of piggybacks on this so i'm gonna ask it so do you feel like once you've left a relationship is it possible to go back at a later date and time and date that person again or would you just kind of leave off of it and just let it be where it was um, that again, I mean, that's a situational. I think that sometimes you find people who did date, maybe spent some years apart and then came back together and it was a much better relationship. They both had life experiences. Maybe they had some time apart to appreciate the things that maybe they took for granted in the other. And then you can't knock out, you know, personal growth and people grow and change all the time. And something that could have been a barrier in a relationship can now either be something that is completely gone away or you yourself has matured to a point to where something that bothered you may not bother you anymore. So I think it's possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about it. Like I've, I've had personal experience where you know I, I dated someone and then it was ten years before I saw the person again, and we tried again, and the end result was was the same. Like they they had grown in in some ways, but then when it came to our relationship and and moving forward. Um, they just, they were, they were the same that they were 10 years prior. And I, you know, so I had to kind of determine or surmise that it was like, I was the common denominator in that situation. And for whatever reason, because of me, I was a trigger for him not being able to move forward. And I think part of it is just, I'm not willing to accept certain things. And and there are just some things in a relationship that are non-negotiable for me. And I know that they say, like, you have people who wait two and three and five and 10 years for the person to propose to them, yet there's always conversation about it. Like, there's a couple that I know right now, they've been together for going on five years. He has helped her raise her son. So, you know what I mean? Like, he is her son's father figure. And on a regular basis, there's conversation about, you know, them getting married. And, you know, she throws out all these hints all the time. And, and I just keep saying to myself, like, And I'm not suggesting that she should leave the relationship or go anywhere because she's invested all this time. But I also think like if you guys are in love and you have this relationship where you live together and you're you're, for all intents and purposes raising this child together and you're in the same household and all these other things. Why is it taking you like five and six and seven, possibly going into eight years to get married? That kind of stuff to me is mind boggling. Um, With him, I I feel like it was like at a standstill. And and now I was never the one that initiated the conversation about getting married and, and all that sort of stuff. Like it was always his talk. But it was just always talk. And my thing is, like, if it's just going to be talk, stop talking about it. Either put it into action or shut up. It's one of those two things. So I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I, it, I think it's possible. But like you said, I, there are a lot of things that would have to be in place in terms of growth and development um, for it to be successful. At least I feel like that. I completely agree with that. I mean, if push comes to shove, you can always, never mind. Let me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be yeah, more I'm, serious. I'm going to try to be more serious. Oh, no, I'm not. Who am I fucking kidding? No, I'm not. I'm never going to be too serious, but you know, 
that's what Taz is for. Be serious on Taz. Here's where you get to free up yourself. Free up. Free up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's just that's just crazy. Um, so AJ, I want to I want to ask you this question. This isn't part of the question. This just came to me in my head. Um, is there any situation or circumstances in which you get back with your ex husband? Honestly, no. So oh, hold on. Okay, wait. Let me let me let me go back. Okay. <clears throat> He is currently not in a relationship, and neither am I. Um, if for some reason, let's say in the next 20 years, we were both still in the position where we were both single, and he, because he's older than I am, so if he was aging in such a way that his health was at risk or of concern, I would get back together with him to, to take care of him. But as it stands right now, we have the greatest co-parent relationship, like, ever. And, and I don't say that because I'm biased because I'm in the relationship, but the way that we are with one another, the way that we are with our young people, the way that we communicate, um, the way that we are interactive with each other's families and supportive with each other's families. Um, I remember when my, when my dad passed away, both he and his mother came to the funeral, you know, like it's it just, it, we're very cohesive and very interactive. I wouldn't change that because I feel like, I feel like it would change the dynamics of our relationship if we were to get back together right now. And just even in terms of sexual attraction, like I'm not sexually attracted to him. And I feel like if it was 20 years in the future, sex would be like, it would be out the door anyway. So that wouldn't be a concern. The way that I am right now, I'm, I am in my prime of my sexuality and then some and I'm hypersexual. I can't see myself having sex with him because I'm just not sexually attracted to him anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I can feel that. I can, I can understand that. Oh, come, come, come. I have flipped this right back to you. You know that. Oh, hell. Listen, me and her are in such a good place right now in life. No, nah, boss. I, I wouldn't <laughs> even chance it. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm, and you know what's funny? Like, I, I honestly don't even look at her like that anymore. Like, there was one time where I, um, I was with my best friend, Brian, and um, we got my, uh, he was with me when I got my kids. And he was like, Bro, you ever think about getting back with that? She was looking good. I'm like, was she? Like, I honestly, like, it, it's just, she's just, like, we're cool. Like, I, I honestly don't even look at her. I did look at her feet the other day, though, and they were looking great. But other than that, I don't really look at her. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I wouldn't, it would just be, it would change the dynamics of things, I feel. And it would just be, it just wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be a good thing. But it's really funny because my daughter had even said to me a few weeks ago, she's like, you know, I like the way that you and my dad are as co-parents. She's like, I didn't understand like when I was younger, when you guys separated and things ended. But now that I'm better able to process things, I like the relationship that you guys have. And I couldn't see it being different. She's like, I don't think that you and daddy were supposed to stay together forever. I think that you guys were supposed to have us. But the way that your relationship is now, I think that this is the way that it's supposed to be. And I appreciate that because like I said, we've worked really hard at, at, um, just being really good to one another and good with one another. Um, I wouldn't say that we're friends because, you know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't be, like, my best friend, but we're friends where I know, like, if I needed something or if something was wrong, I could call on him for it, and, and he knows the same, um, you know, of of me. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, unless he was really ill, that, that would probably be the only way that I would get back together with him, and that would be for the sole purpose of just caring for him and making sure that he's good. Well, that's awesome that you'd even be up to doing that, because I know some people, their exes could be on death's door, and they'll just be like, all right, <laughs> do I still have to pay alimony afterwards? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, situations, I feel like, and I and I know that, you know, some of it is warranted because you have some exes, whether it's it's the man or the woman that were 
really shitty in the relationship and the way that things ended were really shitty. But then you also have some people that are just bitter with their ex because they're not with their ex anymore. And they thought that it was going to be like a, you know, till death do us part and forever, happily ever after romance, you know, like a fairy tale type of thing. And and sometimes in life, things don't work out that way. Like I said, you know, my aunt and my uncle met at three months and have been married for 53 years. And then you have people who have been together for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years and get married. And then a year later, they're getting divorced, right? Um, I don't know, like being, being bitter with your ex and forsaking having a good relationship for the benefit of your child or your children. It's a shitty way to live. You know, whatever the circumstances are or were, people need to make peace with those kind of things. And it's, it's not to say like, you know, you guys have to trip the light fantastic and skip through the tulips holding hands, but to at the very least try to develop a healthy relationship for the, the benefit of your child or your children so that they can see that even though people in, in in relationships, they don't stay together and things don't end up the way that they thought that they would for whatever the reasons are, you can still have a healthy and meaningful relationship and move forward in a healthy type of way, not just for your kids, but for yourself, like holding malice and hate in your heart. That's painful to yourself. And I don't think people realize the way that in which they abuse themselves by holding hatred. Because really and truly, you may hate somebody and they've moved on with their life. They're sleeping well at night. They're eating well on a regular basis. They're traveling and doing all the things that they want to do and living in a happy way. And you're sitting down being miserable and beating yourself up daily about somebody that you want to be with that doesn't want to be with you anymore. And Preach. not because you have kids means that you should stay. Preach. And, and I say that all the time. Like, life is too short to be unhappy. Life is too sh- And I'm one of those people who I, I don't spend much time harboring on anything like it, bad, good, anything. I'm all about what's next. I'm all about, you know, if, if I'm not happy doing what I need to do to make me happy, I, I don't get oftenly ever get depressed. I don't really get down. I don't sit around and, and think like it's it's terrible when someone you're so paralyzed that you can't move or progress your own life because you're worried about someone who's moved on. So why mm-hmm. give that person that energy? You're still, in a sense, giving someone control over your mind that way. And that's the worst thing to do. And then it's even worse when people sit around and they allow someone to play with their emotions like this. And they're seriously sitting back waiting on this person to come back into their life and make them whole when it shouldn't be that way. If that person has moved on, you move on. Whatever you need to do. And that and that's if you need to talk to a psychologist about it, don't feel bad. Don't let anyone make you feel like you're going to psychologist over some nigger or some, or some chick. That doesn't matter. Do what you need to do so that you can process what happened and move on and be happy. Stop giving people power over your mind. Like that's the most important thing that you have. More important than your physical actions, more important than anything is freedom and peace of mind. And if anybody affects your peace of mind, they should not be in your life. And you know, when I went through my purge, that was something that I had to deal with myself. No one should affect your peace of mind when you sit down by yourself when you're in your home your happy place or whatever you should be happy if someone is taking your mind away from that if someone's keeping you from being able to get into that happy mental place they should they should not be in your life they in any sense any stretch of the imagination you need to get that person out peace of mind cannot be uh, taken for granted at all it's the most important thing that we can have as human beings yes sir talk to the people then talk to the people then well, I, you know, I was I was gonna spill a couple more questions, but after that, after me and you dish on that, I think that's the perfect place to end the podcast. Be happy, people. All jokes aside, be happy, and I'm damn sure gonna be happy when I get a chance to get in front of AJ with this tape measure that I just permanently carry in my pocket, and I can confirm she is only four foot twelve, four foot eleven. I'm sorry, four foot eleven. So really, is this what we're back to now? Oh, I'm never oh. off of it. Like I, right. I legitimately bought a. a 
a tape measure that is in my wallet, so I always have it on me. Like that's that's how, not a joke. How tall is your son? My son is five six. He and I are the same height. No, you no, you're not. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. This is gonna be like an ongoing argument with us. I'm not budging. I'm not four foot nothing. I'm not under that. And the reason I know that is because my auntie, my favorite is auntie that raised me in Jamaica when my mom came to Canada and we were still back home. She's four foot eleven and she reaches my shoulder. So whole me and she can't be the same height. Are you crazy? AJ, I think I think what's happening here is I think you you're starting to shrink and you don't know it. You don't realize it. <laughs> you know what my daughter would love you because she forever comes in my room and looks at me and she says why are you so small listen to me man listen to me now mind you she's five foot eleven no she's six feet tall so i'm gonna your daughter's six feet yeah she's six feet she's she's, five eleven and a half she's shaped like you too you know what we done had a discussion last (laughs) week wanted to date you and i conceded to that don't let me have to col- come to columbus and fight with you okay okay yes she's shaped like me but she's taller than i am she's got like she has a strong body her body is strong but tell her that all the time what her feet look like I said to her, she has pretty feet she has very very pretty feet uh-huh. she has feet I'm like just, i'm just writing i'm writing this down in my, <laughs> in my notebook okay and it's so funny because she's, she's so tall she always says to me you know like mom i'm never gonna find a boyfriend i'm like there's no rush or urgency i said you know what I'm going to send you to the States or when I eventually relocate to the U.S. or wherever I am, we will find you a husband when it's time. It's because it's pure tall men over there or taller men over there than here. And there is a better appreciation for strong and full bodied women in the United States. And like, like we're slow to we're slow on the come up in Canada for whatever reason. We're still stuck on the you got to be like you have to go according to the BMI. So if you're five foot four, you're supposed to be like 120 pounds and look like a bobblehead. In the Caribbean, they don't do And that's one of the reasons why I won't take her to Jamaica, because I'm afraid she's going to get snatched and I will never see her again. And then I'm going to be like crying Iwata for the rest of my life. But hmm. I figure at the very least, if I take her to the States, she'll 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 find if I'm shot and like pure tall men love me. She's tall. There are taller men who are going to love her. And she's light skinned and she's really pretty and she has Ooh, pretty wait, eyes. And she's light skinned. She wait is. It's Let me add this to the list. Hold on. I'm your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. Okay, so you see how I'm like a brown complexion, like a caramel complexion? Uh-huh. Their father is, he's hes lighter than you, and you're you are a lighter complexion than I am. Is your daughter so lighter she, or darker than me? She's lighter than you. A little bit mm. lighter than you. And pretty eyes. She has pretty eyes. Her eyes are the same color as yours. Huh. And she's got a great, she has my smile. Does she Crazy. have a big forehead? We have the Jones forehead. Everybody in the Jones big, family. Okay, about- so big forehead. So she yeah. basically she's 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 hit all the haze required. We'll talk off air. Um. I could punch you right in your face. I'm come and punch. I keep telling you to come there and fight with you. And go, you think it's a joke? You think? It's a- I, listen to me, man. Don't make me and you have. Them. Please don't make us have things. Oh. She already loves your name, and she already likes you. Like, come on, don't make me have nothing. AJ, tell the people where they can find us, and tell me where I can find your daughter. <laughs> ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow us on twitter at love lust and bas um we are also on instagram at llbas pod you can listen to us on itunes iHeartRadio, stitcher spreaker the real midwest radio and we are proudly part of the urban mogul life family um, if you want to email us any questions, uh, if you need our feedback or advice on anything, you can hit us up at love, lust, and BAS, all one word, at yahoo.com. My personal Instagram is badass underscore Jones underscore. 
And if you can, if you need to find me, I will be in Canada searching out AJ's <laughs> daughter. Um, but in the meantime, if you need to send me any messages or just want to follow me, you can follow me at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z to the motherfucking E. This has been Love, I- Lust, and Bad. Go ahead date nothing young so stop the craziness you don't don't. i don't know like these requirements like she's like checking off all the wait a second wait does she have a feisty attitude like her mom she most certainly does oh god um i will be i'll be uh sending my (laughs) ring in the mail just go ahead and present it to her but (laughs) (laughs) this has been love lust and badass so the best adult podcast in the world we will see you beautiful people next week